Welcome to the forecast. To my right, we have AP18. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everyone. And to my left, we have Garrett. Garrett, how you doing? I'm doing swell. Did you say to your left for both of us? No. I believe no. I said to my, oh. to my left. You said to the right. Yeah. Oh, to the right. The right. Jeez. The right. The right. The right. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing a little uh, whatever that song's called. The Wednesday Comics <laughs> forecast. You're telling the comics coming out for uh, May 2nd. 2018 that's the first to the wednesday in may uh close to free comic day tune Woo. in to uh this week's show um which i just realized i probably have to put out early if we're gonna talk about free comic day otherwise it's gonna be a day late uh, <laughs> but uh tune into the show we'll let you know what free comics coming out but this is telling you the comics are coming out on wednesday that you can purchase uh with your dollars and um put in your collection like as alex says right alex collect them you know what? Collect them. Don't read them. Uh, <laughs> up first, we have Image Comics. We have Black Science. Number 35 is your commander of Mateo Scalera. Later than you think, part one. Trying to come to terms with her husband's legacy, Sarah McKay wanders through the countless realities looking for answers to one question. What are the choices that define her? And can she help the right the infinite wrongs her husband set in motion? A new chapter in Black Science begins here. By the way, a new chapter, Alex. Isn't this ending? I thought so. I thought it was supposed to be like 43 issues long, but... So, a new chapter, but it will be ending. So, it's like the final, almost one of the final chapters. I, I remember them saying that it was only going to like 40. I'll Who knows? Look. Maybe may, this this issue hasn't came out in three or four months, so it could be another three years before this book is done. <laughs> that Sure, this is the beginning of a new chapter. Are you excited for Black Science 35? I want to say that I am, but I'm, I really am not. Like, I'm going to get it. I loved this series, but much like I just said, this book hasn't come out uh, frequently enough, monthly enough. It's been almost at least three months since the last one came out that, uh, one, I barely remember what it was about. And two, this book has kind of lost its um, its magic. Those first, like, three arcs up to, like, issue 20 – were spot on amazing and now i'm getting these last this last couple arcs of just like oh it's it's good but it's not enough to really keep me going wow number one contender i always thought it was great too leading up to god world which i think is the best arc of this book and then after that it was just like okay which i mean it's not bad there's worse books out there and it's just but it, it changed what it was in some way i'm not, I'm not sure because it like kind of settled down and Instead of jumping dimensions, we had more of a story about trying to find the end game, and I just think that I wasn't interested in that. I was more interested in like the adventure of it. And I, if I may, sorry, yeah. not to cut you off. If uh, I may, before I forget, the change of it was is that when Grant loses his power for his daughter to the evil witch, he stops being that um, scientific kind of jackass guy going, "I know the answers to everything." The story kind of changed, and it's just that's. I fell in love with black science with all this weird ass crap with the pillars and jumping from dimension to dimension that now we're just kind of, yeah, we're in the end game of, we got to wrap it up and what other way to do it than to downgrade what the story was. Yeah. So we'll see how it ends. Uh, hopefully it ends good. But uh, speaking of new, uh, new stuff, how we like stuff at the beginning, Rick Remender and uh, Bengal have a new book called death or glory. Number one, here's the premise. Meet glory raised off the grid in a convoy amid truckers, the last men and women fighting for the true freedom of the American open road. Now, in order to pay for her beloved dying father's surgery, Glory has to pull 
has three days to pull off four dangerous co- cross-country heists with mob killers, crook cops, and a psycho ex-husband, all out to bring her in or die trying. The new ongoing series from New York bestseller, author Rick Remender, and legendary uh, French superstar Bengal bring you the high-speed chase across the American West that examines our dwindling freedoms and the price paid by those who fight for an untethered life in a special double issue, uh, first issue, uh, with 40 pages of uh, story. Uh, how much is this book? It is forty nine, so it's a little bit more. It's double uh, size, though. What do you think, Gary? Are you getting this book? Yeah, I'm going to get it. Um, I really love Bengal's art. Um, you know, in an Image Plus a couple months back, I saw the preview for this, and I was like, damn, this looks good. Um, Rick Remender can be hit or miss. I mean, hit, Tokyo Ghost, miss, Seven to Eternity. I know it's coming back soon. Who cares? Um, is it re- but this- wait, 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 wait. Oh, are you talking about your ass, or are you actually saying that you know it's coming back? No, it's coming back. No, it is coming back. Issue 10 is okay. coming soon. It's like well, either it's been a long May time. or June. I've been, I've been waiting for it, and where the you hell know, is Pena's it? is doing the art. But on this book, anyways, like the premise of it really does entice me. I think it's kind of cool. Um, you know, I haven't really read. I mean, I guess I've read a Speed Racer comic once or twice. But, I mean, this would be cool to get a cool racing book with cool cars. And, like, this artist is incredible. Very detailed. This book does look good. I like to do the premise. I like the premise, but I guess it goes back to even what we were saying about Hick and Hickman, about uh, Kirkman a couple of weeks ago when he had uh, um, Oblivion song coming out. Rick Remender, we know, is working on two TV shows. He said to him, so himself in the back of letter pages, uh, and he's super tired. He said, and, and so now he's starting a new series. So like, it, it just it excites me because I like him, but I feel like I like Rick Remender. That's all into comics. Not the recommender that's pulled 15 different ways and doing comics on the side. Right. So we'll see. I mean, I know, of the, like you said, Bengal's art looks great. Recommender we know can be great. But what kind of recommender are we getting? We get a recommender that's working on his two TV shows and he's working on this on the side? Or did he sit down and take uh, some time and write this out? And he's actually like how he used to do. He's ahead on this thing and it's going to come out on a regular schedule. Um, because once again, all his, his books at Black Science, I believe it would, we wouldn't be so critical if it came out on time. Deadly Class wouldn't be so critical if it came out on time. It's just those delays. It ruins the flow of the story and it ruins your story. So we'll see. I'm excited. I am excited for this just because it's a new number one. And at least I know Rick can write a good first issue. So I've, I've got three things to say. One, Garrett, the song you were singing before was uh, Cupid Shuffle. I was going to say it, but it didn't come at a funny point. I was like, Cupid Shuffle, but Marvin is still talking, so I couldn't. Back. Two, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this book just for the fact it is Rick Remender. I agree 100 percent with you, Marvin, that if he was fully into comics, his books would be amazing and they'd come out on time. Um, but I'm also I'm, I'm apprehensive when I'm told that uh, Glory has three days to do this, so I, I don't know how you can get a ongoing book. And maybe once you get past the her saving her father, maybe that moves on to other stuff. But uh, with the deadline of three days for this book, or this this character, it makes me wonder how long this book really can run. Uh, East to West, number 37. This is Jonathan Hickman and Nick DeGrado. Uh, Live of the Stars, one bad choice leads to another and another. Uh, speaking of a book, this book uh, has come out for a couple months, Alex? Correct. Um, well, I'm, but I think this actually... There's something about Hickman. I'm not sure. He's just he's not he's not that he's not full into this because I don't he's not doing anything else right now. It's just that he's uh, notoriously slow. So I think that this area issue, I'm always like, oh come on, this isn't out for a while. And I read, it, I go, okay, well it's still doing good work. 
Uh, I do enjoy the issues, so uh, I'm looking forward to this. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for this book, but it's kind of the same boat. Uh, It used to come out almost monthly, and then you knew it was going to take a hiatus. It does get kind of old for me, waiting almost three months for every issue to come out. Yes, I kind of remember what's going on, but I mean, I'm still excited for this book. I still think the design for the covers are always amazing. And once I get back into that world, I'm just, I'm drawn into it. It's just that apprehensive going, oh, well, where did we leave off last? Uh, Sex Criminals number 24. This is Matt Fraction Chip. Sadarsky, Five Figure Discount Part 4. Alex, how's this book been? Uh, I am in one issue behind. I 100% promise you I meant to read things today. Uh, my daughter was giving me kind of a hard time, so I, I hadn't gotten to it, but... I am caught up on Power Rangers, so be excited for that, everyone. Woo! <laughs> okay, you caught up on Power Rangers. Um, Garrett's excited. Uh, Walking Dead number 179, this is uh, Robert Kirkman and Charlie Allrad. Um, <coughs> New World Order part five of six, The Journey Home. Uh, Garrett, what do you think, Walking Dead? Uh, we're almost at the end of this arc. Uh, how do you think it's going so far? Um, you know, I think we've talked about it on a previous forecast, like Walking Dead is a great book, but, uh, you know, we're, this is part five of this New World Order, uh, mini that's, it's not an event, but it is an event, whatever. Um, still don't understand why the price got raised a dollar for no reason. Um, and I still don't like if, if this arc's almost over. How come I still don't know like what the grave importance of this new world order is besides, well, I don't want to spoil things, but you know, or a certain female character is reuniting with somebody. Um, so I, I'm excited for it, but I just don't know what to expect, but it, is it going to be the same thing we've had before? I don't know. It's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. I think we talked about before the story structure of this series is getting kind of old and I agree with you. We're five of six. Nothing much has really happened so far except for that one character moment that you're talking about, that one character reveal. Right. And if we get to the end of this and there's just like a plot twist, like there always is at the end of the arcs, and then it goes move on to the next thing, it's just the same, more of the same. And uh, But like Alex was saying uh, a couple of weeks ago, he asked us, what's going to take for you guys to drop this book? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, well, right so before this, so it was amazing. I know, we were we praising princess it. into the book and like whatever, and then... It's like he went corporate America on us or something because it's like, Jace. Well, I think it's because we were getting the end of the Negan story. And we're getting them like trying to live with Negan. We had a different kind of story. What does it mean to be rehabilitated? What does it mean to forgive somebody? What does it mean to move on after somebody did something horrendous to your uh, family, basically? And so it was a different story. And then now here we get the same story we've gotten before. A group of new people come. Can we trust them? And it's like... Dude, it's like the fifteenth group you've encountered, and you never can trust any of them. At one point, right. there's never be- been one that's well. Okay, maybe besides the hilltop, and even then, you couldn't fully trust. Them. And it's not like right now they're at a point where they need people. They could live in their society fine, but it's like, they're like, hey, let's go check this out just in case they have something we need, and maybe they'll be good people and they'll help us out. And it's like, no, I like just stay where you're at. I do, I really want this book to and i understand he's trying to make it so like these people are like explorers or whatever um but settle down tell me a story like that nika thing is interesting everybody in there have some inter uh group politics 
have it be about how do we make a society again in the post-apocalyptic world instead of being like, oh, there's other there people who are bad in a post Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, how many you know, it's bigger than a three-community village. Uh, we have a whole city now, and then it's going to be like, we're going to have a whole country. It's like, okay, you're running out of space. We'll see, though. I mean, every once in a while, like you said, there's a good arc. It keeps me on, and then we get an arc where it's like repeat of what happened. So I just wish that I don't know. It seems like he's out of ideas, and then he surprised me with something new, and I'm like, oh, I like this. And then it's the same thing again, and then I get bored, and, which made me drop it at one point, and then I got back on because you said it was good. So, And you were right. So, uh, I think it's one of those things I hear you guys talk about this book, and I, I like what you guys say about it. I really take the heart going, okay, oh, it has a really good arc, or it's had a really um, – you guys both sound almost bummed that this book isn't nearly as good. It makes me wonder, and if our listeners want to chime in and let me know, is this a book that's just trying to follow the TV show? Is uh, Kirkman just kind of phoning stuff in? I just, I, I guess for me, it's one of those things I'm curious to know. I've always listened to you guys, and it's like, oh, do I want to get into this book? I think it's what you just said. It's frustrating because these characters, we know they've been through something. You live through these moments with them. You live through them struggling. And when they go against these groups, like they barely survive through it. And then it's frustrating for them all of a sudden to be like, oh, here's another group. Should we trust them? And it's like, no, dude. Just yeah, have you learned anything? No, stay alone. Stay by yourself. It's like go back and live in your own group for a while. Let them come to you, and then you can examine them. I don't understand why they haven't learned yet. It's it it just it and it's more frustrating from a story standpoint. It's like that Kirkman's like, oh, let me go find and have to find somebody else. And it's like, can we? Can you try something else for once? Like I just yeah. try it and see if it works out. Like I don't understand. I mean, he has like I told you that Negan story was going in a good place. And then it's been abandoned for this. And this is the same thing as always. And and, and we're going to get back to it. Obviously, Negan's not going to just go away. But I understand the need to stretch this all out. Yeah. Uh, Dark Horse Comics. This is Dr. Star and the King of the Blast. Tomorrow's number three. This is the uh, Eisner, uh, excuse me, Eisner Award uh, winning Black Hammer book. Uh, tie. This is a spinoff. Oh, we got a spinoff or a tie-in. Um, either one. It's about the same. Jeff Lemire, Max Fumari. Uh, Alex, how's Dr. Starpin? Um, issue one was really good. Garrett, I was issue issue two. two. <laughs> issue two is on the bot is literally on the like I think the last book. Wow. On one of my so issue two this week. Issue two was literally like more exciting than issue one was, and like the end is such a great cliffhanger that I'm so excited for three. Like Going into that, I think this book's going to be amazing. This issue itself, um, super excited for it. I don't want to give spoilers away, but it just leaves you on such a cliffhanger that you're like, holy shit, I want to see what happens next. And the book just ends. And you're like, damn, like, no, don't stop. So I'm, it, I'm, I remember it like the back of my hand. Like, this was a, such a great story. Is this the four issue? Like, what? Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, what's okay. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? The Black Hammer Part 2 is coming out right now. Is this still worth it to pick up Dr. Star? Yes, absolutely. I don't think it really has any... I mean, it does... Obviously, it ties into the universe, but I think it's enough of its own thing that you're not going to like... I don't know. I think they're two separate entities in my mind right now. Like, Yes, they're part of the same universe, but I, they don't really interact with one another story-wise right now. Which I think is a great choice, though, is to have the side story of just building another character that Right now, it doesn't need to be tied into Black Hammer main storyline, but eventually they should at least cross paths or get reference to each other. 
which is always exciting. You know what this reminds me of a lot is when uh, when uh, Mark Miller did uh, um, Jupiter's Legacy, and he wrote so much of Circle, uh, he, the, the past stuff, that they're like, hey, you should make this into a comic book, and he did. It seems to me like Jeff just loves this world that he's created, and so he wants to kind of flesh it out with all these people. And uh, good for him because it's it all of it's turned out good so far. I think there's uh, three more minis announced that he's been, he's been like pumping these out. And uh, go ahead, as long as they're going to be this good, and as long as they were as good as Sherlock Frankenstein. So um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, DC Comics is Action Comics special number one. Dan Jurgens, Max Landis, Mark Russell, Francis Manipul, Jill Thompson. Uh, Jill Thompson, by the way, will be at uh, Supercon. Uh, Will Conrad, the last will and testament of Lex Luthor. Uh, Garrett, this is uh, they're, they're basically ending Dan Jurgens' run. They're going to give him a chance to say goodbye. Uh, also, there's that Max Landis story that was in the uh, DC holiday special that I read that you guys haven't read because uh, it got pulled from the physical copy, but it was in the digital copy. Uh, so you'll get that little nugget, and then you'll get an action comics, so like a finale, basically. Are you looking forward to that? I am looking forward to everything with the Dan Jurgens Lex Luthor storyline um, because I really want to know what's happened to Lex Luthor. Like, they literally, like, did just, you know, since Bendis is coming on, did just kind of like drop him like a bad habit because I haven't seen Lex Luthor besides that little piece of Action Comics 1000. Um, so I want to see, because, you know, I feel like, you know, they're obviously going to get him back to his being a douche roots instead of trying to be a anti-hero. Um, the part with Max Landis literally could care less. Like, I don't, I'm not interested at all in that. Um, I don't think the price is hor- like too horrible that I'm, I'm fine with getting it. And hopefully, I don't know what I need to, maybe I could read it digitally or something or find it online. Cause it's only a couple pages, or, but I don't know. I don't even care. I'll read it for what it is and just kind of ignore it. It's continuity, but at least for this action comics, Dan Jurgen stuff, I'm definitely interested. Uh, and Mandible uh, is doing some of the art. He's, well, doing, with, uh, he's doing the Max, the Max Landis part. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, I was saying, when when I told you guys today that I was going to put this on our list for the reading, and you told me it wasn't one thousand one, I was like, "Oh, then screw that! I don't need to get it." So I'm not going to. I was on my list. I'm not going to get this book. This is for Garrett. This is they. They're saying yeah. uh, this is this is to say to Garrett, "Hey, we're not going to forget that storyline. Here you go. Here's the end of this, and then we'll move on to Bendis and stuff." By the way, I, I really like when we talk about stories on here. Sometimes we talk about a bad story, and I talk about that it is bad, and usually I try to say why. Um, that Max Landis story is just boring. It it is like it looks great, transmanipul, but it just really is boring. I really don't like it at all. So, um, it looks like they're just trying to find a way to shove it back in here because obviously they paid the two already, so they might as well use it. And they probably need to fill out some pages. So like, oh, throw that in action comics. Back. Yeah, right. Damn. Uh, Batman number forty six. This is Tom King, Sandu Flora, uh, and uh, Tony S. Daniel. The Travelers Part Two. Mister Gold's wedding present has cured up Batman's past. And done even more damage to his present. Uh, Garrett, I remember you really enjoyed the uh, first part of this. Yeah, it was incredible. So I'm I'm amped going into this storyline. Like part two, I think is going to be uh, we're going to get more of that crazy. Like you know when we got Green Lantern um, at the beginning of the last issue, that was nuts. And I think this is a no hold. This is kind of like an Injustice universe almost because you know they could still go to the past and fix all these things that are happening, which is obviously going to happen. But uh, first part was great. Uh, super excited for this, Alex. I know you read this too. You said you enjoyed it. I did. I am. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this issue. And uh, this is one a book I am literally caught up on. 
And two, I was a little thrown off the first time I read it that we talked about on the show. I was like, you know what? That was actually pretty genius. I haven't read a lot of Ghost, uh, Ghost or Bloom. Booster wow. Gold. <laughs> Picture life. So, so I'm actually excited to read this just to get more of a feel of this character. Uh, DC, DC Nation number zero. This is Tom King, Scott Snyder, James Tinian, the fourth, Joshua Williamson, Brian Michael Bennis, Clay Mann, Jose, uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, and Jorge Jimenez. This is the uh, 25 cent story from DC. It's going to be 25 uh, cents for an oversized issue, it looks like. Um, it's going to basically be the kickoff stories for Batman, uh, for Superman, and for Justice League. So if you're looking to jump on, this is actually for that. And it's 25 cents. What a better way than to grab a quarter off the ground and go, hey, let me go buy. Oh, you probably need it. It's 26 cents. I'm sure that's just sacks on this. But go in and you can get a comic book. So uh, see if you are interested in the DC universe with this issue. And I'm sure that's their plan. Uh, Alex, what do you think? You excited for this issue? I'm excited for only spending 25 cents on a comic book. Like right there, sold. It could have nothing to do with anything else. I will get this book just to say I spent 25 cents on a book. When it's only 25 cents, do you buy two copies, one so you can eat and drink with it, and then one that you don't touch? Of course. <laughs> one that I can get my smudgy fingerprints all over. The other one, I use my tweezers with gloved hands through safety glass to turn that page. Well, this is cool, too. It is not only like the start of those arcs, but it is the start of the DC Nation magazine because they're going to start doing that. Um, which is going to probably be more like a preview book. Um, but still, that's kind of cool. That's kind of start of a new DC magazine that will come out free probably from here on out, or maybe it's still 25 cents in the future. Who knows? $10. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got issue zero now. Uh, yeah. Pay for it. Right. 100 buck or 100% uh, percent increase. Uh, Deathstroke number 31. This is Christopher Priest, uh, Carlo uh, Pajulan, and... Uh, Deathstroke versus Batman Part 2. If you read the first one, you saw the cliffhanger at the end where Batman basically was like, hey, I got papers here and showing that you're uh, Damien's dad. So they're trying to figure it out. Who's the real dad? And I told these guys, and it's up in the air. Christopher Priest said DC hasn't told me the way what he can do with it. So he said, uh, let DC know what you want, and he'll make sure to tell them. What do you think? I'll just, I'll just take my boycott. Like me not buying it and it forgetting its even existence and hoping that nothing happens. So that's me being like, ha, don't care enough. Not, <laughs> nothing's going to change. I showed him. I sure did. <laughs> Exit stage left. The Snagapost Chronicles number five or six. That's out tomorrow also. Uh, uh, read that if, if you really like uh, courtroom dramas. It's really good so far. And that's from the team, the Eisner. Uh, nominated team of uh, Flintstones, I believe. Or the writer, at least, Mark R- Russell. Uh, Gary, still getting Green Arrow? No, not till August. Well, you are getting Injustice 2, number 25. This is Tom Taylor, Daniel, Sam Pri. Um What's with this cover? Is this the right cover? That is not the right cover. That's the cover for Bombshells, so Diamond screwed up. Oh. Well, Supergirl and Blue Beetle share a secret on the moon, and in Gorilla City, City King Solovar questions his alliance with Raza Ghul, while Raza's own forces begin to fracture, and his daughter is about to go rogue. Meanwhile, Batman and Wonder Woman have a showdown. Uh, how's this book been? 
Wait a second. I, I thought we were going to say that blanket oh, yeah. statement. Uh, hold on. I got, I got, I'm I got, waiting for this. I got what's going on. Uh, uh, there is no rules. Anybody can die at any second and they'll stay dead. The stakes are as medium rare as they can be. So if you're into that and you want to read about DC characters in a world where everything matters, uh, Injustice 2, that's for you. Boom. Uh, I don't have to say anything anymore. For the record, Injustice 2's cover is actually where Bombshells United 17 is. Right Holy shit. Literally just said it. No one was listening to you, but they listened to me. Nightwing number so. 44. This is Ben Percy <laughs> and uh, Chris Moneyham. Mooneyham. Oh, Mooneyham. The Bleeding Edge Part 1. Uh, what do you think, Garrett? Are you usually reading the Nightwing still? Yeah, I'm still going to be in Nightwing with Ben Percy. I think me and Percy jumping on. What? What? Percy's not on this one, is he? Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. This is his first is issue first of his run. One? Okay. Okay. Is this when you're back out? I'm two issues behind because Garrett says bad things about it. So, The Crimson Kabuki one, horrible. This one, the one before it, not bad. It's okay. What do you think, Ben Percy? I'm a big Ben Percy fan. You know, I loved his work on Green Arrow. Um, and I'm excited if he's going to stay around for a while. Uh, if he's going to be, you know, it's, I feel like he's going to be around for a while with Nightwing. Um, if he's just doing one arc, kind of like Sam Humphreys did, then I'm going to be really dis- disappointed because I think someone should have a long-term plan for Nightwing. Um, otherwise, uh, what's the point? But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what he's got in store for the next, uh, next couple months of Nightwing. Uh, Marvel Comics this is the land that Legacy forgot and uh, got refreshed. Uh, uh, they hit it at five on this. And it's Andre and X-Men number 11. This is Charles Soule and Ron Garney. Ron Garney! Uh, Xavier versus uh, Proteus. Uh, this is a penitential issue of the high-stakes X-Men story. Alex, how's this going? We have one more issue left, and uh, then this is done. Has this been enjoyable? Uh, spoilers, one issue behind, like always. Uh, I actually have enjoyed this book. It's a um, kind of like what Commanded Challenge was, where every an artist is different in every issue, but it's always been written by Charles Soule. It's actually been pretty good. I don't get any of the other X-Men books, so it's kind of nice to get into that uh, mutant range, but uh, I've enjoyed it. It actually is kind of fun to read. Avengers number one, this is Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. A new era dawns for Earth's Mightiest Heroes, courtesy of Jason Aaron's and Ed McGinnis. Thor, Odin's son, Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, the big three of the Avengers are reunited at last and just in time to save the world from total annihilation at the hands of the world's of the most powerful enemies yet, the 2,000-foot-tall special gods known as the Celestials. Uh, also on this team, we have, who do we have here? We have Doctor Strange, we have Ghost Rider, we have She-Hulk, we have Black Panther, and Captain Marvel. Uh, so this is the start of the new Avengers run. Uh, Gary, are you getting this? Are you excited for this? Yeah, I'm super excited for this. Um, I feel like uh, the last iteration of the Avengers, I think it was Mark Wade, whatever. It didn't feel like it was different enough to like keep me interested. This makes me feel like you know Jason Aaron's on it, and he likes to go. He likes to do grand storytelling. I mean, you know, we just had a three issue Thor arc, basically. I three year, I mean. Um, so I feel like, and I don't know how long Ed McGinnis is actually going to be able to stay on this book because you know. That's not really, I mean, this is a vendor, so he might stay on for a while, but typically on a book that he's on, he doesn't stay very long. But whatever, Jason Aaron, I know, can stay for the long haul. And this makes me feel like, what if this is going to be cool, like Hickman's run, but in its own way, like something very epic and fun to read. Alex, I know you're getting this too. Is this, is part of the excitement of getting this book, is it uh, stemming off of Infinity Wars, or are you looking forward to this before that even came out? 
a little bit of both. I mean, I really do have that Avengers vibe, and I just want to see the Avengers kick some ass from seeing the movie. But two, I just want to get back into Avengers book. I didn't get the Hickman run when it first came out. I did it after the fact, and I haven't read it, so I don't. I'm just I'm missing out on stuff. I look at this team, not the creative team. I look at the Avenger team. I go, you know what? This team has some good depth. You have the ability to do magic or supernatural things. You have the team that can do this uh, technology-based or past-based or mythical-based. I mean, there's so many ranges that these characters can go to that I am actually super amped, and I trust Jason Aaron on this book. I uh, I concur. I think Jason Aaron is going to do a good job in this book. He's earned his place to be on this. He put out that Avengers, what was it, 10,000 BEC or something like that, and I really enjoyed that. So... I'm excited to see where he goes with this. Uh, Emma Guinness, I'm kind of hit or miss on. I do like, I like them on Superman, Batman, right? He did those two carrot. Yeah. Um, but I mean, sometimes not it, for very long again, but yeah. well, yeah, uh, sometimes it, it depends on what he's going to do, but, uh, he's a great artist, but his, his style sometimes, uh, I find hard to read, but otherwise, so I think the last thing he did was like Nova, but he's only on it for like six issues. Then he left. Oh, that's right. Uh, Captain America 701, this is Mark Wade, Leonardo Romero, uh, Promised Land Part 1, the year is 2314 and the grandson of Steve Rogers lives in the utopia in America of which his ancestor dreamed. The legacy of Captain America has been realized, but something sinister lies beneath the surface. Leonardo Romero of Hawkeye joins Mark Wade for this very special look into the tomorrow of Captain America featuring guest contributions from notable artists past and present. Um, it sounds like it's going to be an issue with more than one story. If it's going to be contributions from everybody, but uh, Alex, what do you think? I know you're very critical about it not being about Captain going around uh, the country, finding himself after uh, Civil War. No, 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 Secret Invasion. No, that's not it. What's it called? Secret Empire. Secret Empire. Um, but so it sounds like this also is going to take place in the future, just like the last right? Does that make you excited? Make you hesitant? I think of it if it's the. The people carrying the memory of Captain, I'm totally cool with that. Uh, my problem that I had with 700 and the issues prior to that was it was Captain getting stuck in this other, this, I guess, another dimension or a different realm or uh, future that he has was gone in. That just that wasn't what I wanted. I really did want the Steve Rogers traveling to America and going, hey, what's you know, let me get back to my roots. I'm fine with this and with uh, Leonardo Romero on this book. Heck if yeah. it wasn't on it, I would drop it. If it wasn't Chris Samney and it was and it didn't go to Romero, I would be dropping this book. But I am super amped for that art. Uh Hunt for Wolverine, Weapons Weapon Loss number one, Charles Soul and Matteo Bufagani. Uh this is a book you guys are gonna get. Wolverine may be the best that there is at what he does, but so are they. Does this look like this is Weapon X, right? Uh, I'm not getting this. Uh, I don't think I was planning on getting it. Well, well, if you're looking forward to this is one of four, uh, this new Hunt for Wolverine, this is the first miniseries coming out, so I'm going to make that up. Uh, and you can, uh, you can get on that. I think there's what? How many miniseries? Four? Four of them. So that'd be the first one there. Rogan Yabbit, number five, Kelly Thompson. Uh, Perry's, uh, Perry Perez. Uh, Gary, what do you think, uh, Rogan Gabbit? Um, I, I really enjoyed the first three issues, um, issue four, for some reason I didn't like as much. I felt like, you know, I don't know, like the art style is okay, but I think this, you know, or Hawkeye, you know, 
the action drawn by Romero and cohesion with the story written by Ke- uh, Kelly Thompson. is Kelly Thompson um, works so well together where I feel like the text and what I'm seeing on the page don't really work well together. And so I'm always just kind of like scratching my head. Cause like, you know, some of it doesn't really flow very great. So I an issue four. So that's all I'm saying. The last taste I had of this series was not a great taste, but I'm, I am excited to see how this conclusion goes. Cause hopefully it'll wrap up the whole storyline and uh, leave it with a nice bow on the top. So what issue was all the rogues and all the gambits fighting? Was that three, four, that was four? Yeah. Okay. I may have read this issue four. If that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as I was expecting to. I would agree with issue one and two being the strongest. Uh, the next book here, Shield by Hickman and uh, Jonathan Hickman and Dustin Weaver. This is a collection of issues uh, one through four from 2011 leading up to the uh, final two are coming out this year. Um, so if you're looking to catch up on that, go ahead and get this. However, let me warn everybody, and actually since you guys are planning on get this, uh, getting this too, let me let you guys know. Uh, there is the Shield Volume 1 and Shield Volume 2. This is the first four issues of Volume 2. So there are six issues of Volume 1 that you have to read before this. Yeah, that's okay. So uh, they, they are different stories, uh, but they're connected. And then the last two issues were supposed to come out like 10 years ago. And uh, I've been waiting um, probably 11 years now and uh, finally coming out. So if you're looking to catch up in with this series, this is going to be all four issues for you for five ninety nine. dollars uh, The last book I just wanted to bring up. I don't think anybody's here getting it, but I just want to bring it up. ER Deadpool number one. This is Al Ewing and Salva Aspen. Uh, David won a chance to be Deadpool. Now's your chance. This weekly series is just not the most amazing comic book you'll ever read. It's also a role-playing adventure. You decide what choices Deadpool makes. You keep track of your score issue by issue. You roll dice to combat various foes. Travel through Marvel history as Deadpool to meet Hulk in the swinging 60s to smell Man-Thing in the swampy 70s to be seen by Daredevil in the hard-boiled 80s and avoid the many bad endings you can fall into and suffer the consequences. This is three ninety nine. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. I thought it was uh, pretty cool. I mean, I do like Al Ewing, but I don't like Deadpool enough to pick this up, but uh, I thought it was a cool concept. Hey, yeah, I just, I don't know. How, how does that work in a in a comic book, though? I mean, because, like, how many pages can you really change up the adventure? Yeah, I don't know. It would have to be basically a page per choice. Because I've thought of that before, not before, like before even this concept. I was like, that'd be you know, like goosebumps. Like they did a choose your own adventure, but I'm like, I feel like you don't have enough pages to play with to be able to do that. Well, you can find out by getting your Deadpool number one. So I'm gonna try that out. Uh, Boom Studios. This is Go Go Power Rangers number nine. This is Ryan Perrette, Miguel Mer- uh, Mercado. Uh, this is what part of uh, Shattered Grid? Yep. Which part? This would be part three. Part three? How's, how's it going so far, Garrett? Shattered Grid has been so good. Um, I don't really count the annual as being part of Shattered Grid. I thought it was. It's more like the different Power Ranger groups leading up to Shattered Grid, so I don't really count that as part of the storyline. But what I've gotten from 25 and 26, the Money More from Power Rangers, has been some of the best Power Ranger story I've ever read. Um, and so much so that like, as soon as I read one of those issues, I'm like, okay, I can sit down for an hour and watch some more Power Rangers on Netflix. Cause I'm like, this is so good. I mean, it gets me in that zone real quick and it is just so much fun. Alex, did you said you caught up with this recently? I did. 
And what do you think? Uh, I would agree. Twenty five and twenty six are really strong. That story is just, you know, I I I don't even mean it as a joke. There are some good stakes in this book that I uh, I hope that this either carries on from there, or I'm hoping twenty seven for Mighty Morphin uh, really kicks it up another notch because I am I'm digging this book. Uh, one book in the Upside Down I wanted to talk about it real quick just because I've seen a friend of the show, Surge America, talk about it a lot because it came out. Um, I'm not sure. It must have came out independently, but now actually uh, Unimorphic is putting it out. Alien Toilet, Mon- Toilet Monster, number one. This is Eric Barnett, Carol Zara, and Eric also on art. Um, it's a new series. I heard him talk about it. He said it was pretty good. So if you want to catch that, it'll be out. Uh, wide release, I guess you would say, instead of before it was coming out uh, by select few. So. Going to pick that up, Alex. What would you think if you were going to pick one as your choice of the week? Which one would be? Ooh, that is a uh, a tough question. I'd probably say uh, Death or Glory number one for the main fact that it's a number one. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? Um, I'm going with Avengers number one. Like that movie did really reignite my Marvel flame. So I am all in. Like make mine Marvel right now. Like, Action Comics 1000 got me there, and then I saw that movie, and I've seen it twice now, and I'm like, okay, Marvel, you got my full undivided attention right now, so I'm so excited for a new run of Avengers. Uh, mine, I was going to pick is DC Nation number zero, because uh, it's 25 cents, but also, I'm interested to see more Brian Michael Bennett Superman. Let's see if I do enjoy it. We got a little snippet of that in the uh, 1000 issue, but it wasn't enough for me really to say yes or no, and also, I'm excited to see how Scott Snyder and James Tinney and how their Justice League reads and see if that's something I'm interested in. So uh, it's going to be good. 25 cents. Like I said, if you if you know somebody who's interested in comics a little bit, pick up two issues, give them one. What is 25 cents? Who cares? <laughs> and then you can just give them in and be like, hey, here you go. And then maybe they'll get into comics and you'll have somebody to talk comic books with. So Alex, uh, so people who might not know if they don't live in our region. Tonight, Thor got crazy. Uh, he was trying to kill us and make us not do this forecast, but we told him no, and uh, we got on anyways. Is that going to continue to happen, or how's this weather working out? You know, it's it's. Uh, I have a feeling there's going to be some tears, and by tears I mean some rain uh, coming down. The nicest day is going to be Friday. Tomorrow might be a little cool. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, get that raincoat out, get that umbrella out, be ready. You know what I do? I stay at home and I read comic books when it rains. Or, you know, when my daughter's asleep. Garrett uh, is going on week three or four, and I'm going to crack down right now. Uh, what are we going to do about these potholes? <laughs> um, please refer to your nearest uh, city office, and they will uh, take that uh, under advisement. What about the roads? How are the roads looking? Uh, roads are looking good. I mean, yes, there might be some uh, rain coming down, uh, but that can't stop you from the mega force of awesome that is coming your way uh, for these comics this week. This is like a perfect week, I feel. It's like it's not a crap ton of comic books, but it's just it's a collection of quality comics that are coming out as opposed to of a quantity of okay comics. So I'm really excited for tomorrow, um, especially this being the week of free comic book day. But I mean, it's, yeah, this is going to be a great week of books. Um, it's just fun celebrating, uh, you know, being a comic book fan. And uh, this is the perfect week for it. Uh, like Garrett said, Free Comic Book Day is a Saturday, May uh, 5th. So, Correct. Cinco de Mayo. So make sure you go out and find your local comic book shop and show them. 
your appreciation by showing up and get some free comics. And also, I'm sure so a lot of them have deals going on. So check with them to see what your local deals are and enjoy comic books on free comic book day. It is the comic book holiday that we look forward to every year. Um, Alex, I almost like I, I sort of the power went in and out right now. My street light was on and off. This store, he was trying to kill me. And I just want to know one thing before we leave here. Yeah. Can we send him after you instead? You know, you sure can. Uh, tell him just a couple blocks down the street. Come say hey. Uh, I'll do Dylan. You son of a bitch. High five him. He'll kill me. He'll be fine. Or maybe he becomes your friend. And then you two are all of a sudden, and then he trains you, and then he dies, and you you uh, look after his legacy. Okay, I'm going to say that's the way it goes, and that's what we're going nice. to write. Let's put that print that we're going to make that movie comes out uh, June second, 2020. Make sure to look there for that in theaters. But until then, I've been Marvin. I'm Alex, the God of Thunder, <laughs> and I'm Garrett, and whatever. Hey everyone, keep reading those books. <laughs> <laughs>